Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with Plush Care. Plush Care accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. What are you going to say, Alice? So, Tucker Carlson whacked, Don Lemon whacked, Lemon we saw coming. He didn't see it coming for some reason, which is very <laughs> <laughs> him. He got bitchy about it, but that's, that's not, that does not what happened. It's like the most incredible yeah. reaction to being fired that I've ever seen, actually, was Don Lemon. Yes. So. It, as unwise and unthoughtful as his show was, is his post-whacking tweet, just making sure that he'll never work again. And did you see that they tweeted back at him, too? No. Yes. CNN PR also tweeted... Um, about him. So long story short, he was fired. Um, he did, um, he did tweet out that nobody let him know that he found out from his agent and that, um, and that it wasn't a nice way to be treated and all this yeah, stuff. He, he w- said, I, I was, I was, I've been teen- terminated by CNN. I am stunned. After 17 years at CNN, I would have thought that someone in management would have the, had the decency to tell me directly. They told his agent. It's how unpleasant it is, and nobody was like, I'm not there. I don't know. <laughs> at no time was I ever given any indication that I would not be able to continue to do the work that I have loved at the network. At no time I was like given any indication. It's like, do you Did you watch your you, show? You know, like you suck <laughs> Did you see you? your ratings? <laughs> Remember when you said that women in their 40s were past their prime and you went on vacation for a little while after Google that? It. Was that any indication? Google it. What about when Vivek Ramaswamy completely schooled you about a race in America on air and your co-host just sat by with their mouth open because you had no answer? How about that? Is that... Uh, an indication by any chance. So anyway, so yeah, so CNN PR tweeted, Don Lemon's statement about this morning's events is inaccurate. He was offered an opportunity to meet with management, but instead released a statement on Twitter. Ha 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 So that's bad. When they comment on the firing like that because they feel that you misrepresented them. I mean, what a just completely, am I allowed to say bitchy? No, I've, you already said it today. Okay. What a bitchy way to go out, too, to say something like that. 
I would think management would have let me know, but no, like publicly on Twitter, that's bad. But anyway, but yeah, that's the, that's the smaller. Uh, Sorry, that's a smaller so, cable news host right. firing of the day. So they waxed Tucker. Um, apparently, was it this morning? It was this morning. They it had to be this the... morning because they were still running promos for right. Tucker Carlson tonight, saying Vivek Ramaswamy was going to be on Tucker Carlson so tonight. Do you have the most recent reporting on what happened? So support, supposedly he was going to get on and talk about, say that he did not say the election was stolen or something. And he he was going to do something like that. Is what I've heard. So what? Um, I don't know what he was going to get on and say, but what the the biggest thing that I've seen um, people saying about the why of what this is um, is that Rupert Murdoch was directly responsible for this firing, that this came straight from Rupert Murdoch. Tucker's primarily been the choice of Lachlan Murdoch. Yep. Um, Lachlan, Lachlan, I don't know how to say his name, whatever. Um, but that who's more conservative, more aligned with Tucker than Rupert Murdoch is, who's more obviously centrist or whatever he is. Um, but that this came directly from Rupert Murdoch, who's sick of him, and that the big impetus is well, for one thing, that uh, the discrimination lawsuit fired by Abby Gross, uh, filed by Abby Grossberg. So, and I didn't really know about this either. This is a producer who was fired by Fox last month. Um, Tucker Carlson senior executive producer Justin Wells has also been fired. Okay. Um, I've, uh, yeah. Yeah. So. I was going to name drop and say I've uh, emailed with him. No, I've emailed him. <laughs> he didn't know. To... So, what's the matter? You can do that. You can charge my phone downstairs in the family room. You can do that. James, can you help Cyril charge my phone downstairs in the family room, please? I don't understand why. Okay, I'm not going to get into this. Um. Anyway, Abby Grossberg was moved off of Sunday Morning Futures with Maria Bartiromo onto Tucker Carlson tonight, where she alleges that she was bullied and subjected to anti-Semitic comments. Uh this uh, is uh, oh, okay. She was a producer. Yeah. Okay, so it's nothing that's recorded, right? Yeah, she was a producer. Um, she said she was coerced by the company lawyers to give misleading answers in the Dominion defamation case. Uh, Fox News denies the claim and says she was terminated for disclosing privileged company information. Uh, so uh, her attorneys are saying it's related to her lawsuit that he was fired. Yeah, it doesn't. Sound I mean. Right. That's one thing, but it could also be that Murdoch supposedly doesn't like the January 6th coverage from Tucker. This is what the LA Times is reporting and Washington Post and a few other places. And I don't think it's necessarily coincidental that Ray Epps was on 60 Minutes last night. Hmm. Because that was all about how Tucker Carlson lied about him. Ray Epps... Uh, last month sent a cease and desist to Fox and to Tucker Carlson saying that they're going to, you know, start preserving your communications because th there's going to be pending litigation if you don't take back all the stuff you've said about Ray Epps, basically. Right, okay. So, and yeah. supposedly this is what they're saying was like the big impetus that, you know, 
Murdoch was okay with all these hosts doing all the stolen election stuff, but not with Tucker saying that January 6th was, uh, how to put this, that it, that federal agents were a part of the January 6th thing, which, I mean, it would be a surprise if there was any right wing thing that happened that federal agents weren't a part of because like every right wing organization is hugely infiltrated by federal agents everywhere. Right. So, I mean, that Proud Boys guy we know was informing for the feds during the time that he was there and everything else. Like we know that I I do think it's interesting that the timing with the 60 Minutes Ray Epps um, piece, don't you? Well, yeah, but we're kind of in the we're kind of in that zone here uh, where did I did, did we have this Schumer thing? I think it's in our uh, exchanges between the two of us. Yeah. Yeah. So we have AOC calling for them to take Tucker off the air. We have Schumer calling for so them to take T- Tucker Schumer. off the this air. So here's Schumer. This is a couple weeks ago. These ago. lies continue tonight. Rupert Murdoch, who has admitted they were lies and said he regretted it, has a special obligation to stop Tucker Carlson from going on tonight now that he's seen how he has perverted and slimed the truth and from letting them go on again and again and again. Not because their views deserve such opprobrium, but because our democracy depends on it. These lies... So, uh, there you go. I, mean, I assume that it was probably a, a, combination of, a combination of a lot of this stuff. Yeah, I mean, some people are saying, like, oh, it's stuff that Fo- Tucker said about Fox management in some of the Dominion lawsuit... Um, discovery texts that were out there. Uh, I don't think that... I think Tucker's big enough and was close enough to Lachlan Murdoch that he was not worried about... Well, I think he was able to so, say what he wanted but, to and about the Murdochs without a problem. I don't think it's that. I, I always got the feeling he was, but CNN is reporting something different. Um, CNN is reporting... Where is it? Where is it? Doesn't look like CNN. Hmm. Okay. Um. So uh, another thing that Tucker did was he he um. Did Vice had this? I don't know if we talked about it, but um, Carlson one of his texts to one of his producers after the Trump election stuff mm-hmm. said Sidney Powell is lying, effing bitch. And so that's been brought to the, to, that's his text to his producer. That's maybe that's his producer. Probably is. I assume the right. guy who's whacked. Um. So listen, CNN's account, and we'll play some Tucker in a second. Is a little bit, is a little bit different. It says he was Fox Corporation Chief Executive Lachlan Murdoch and Fox News Chief Executive Suzanne Scott made a decision on Friday evening to part ways with Carlson, a person familiar with the matter said. Friday is when he gave that heritage speech, which is actually a hell of a speech. It, I consider his presidential campaign kickoff speech. We'll talk <laughs> about that. Carlson was informed of the decision on Monday morning. A second source familiar with the matter said that that is definitely inside information. That, that would make sense, too, that the brass doesn't tell programming until last second. So that, because they don't know how promos work or whatever it is. You're prob- that's right where those promos were playing today, I would assume. 
But then it's crazy because they played that promo and then Harris Faulkner, like 30 seconds later, is saying, like, big news for our Fox family today. Like, Tucker Carlson and Fox have mutually parted ways. And apparently my friend who has Fox on literally the entire day was saying that, um, you know, the, the five, it seemed like Greg kept trying to bring it up. And, really? And that got shut down. Really? Yeah. So... I don't know about that, but I mean, I think that there's obviously, I think that probably the hosts were as shocked as anyone else. James, can you help him plug my phone in where he'd like to play, please? For for the next, like, 40 minutes, please? That's all I'm asking. I handed him the phone and the charging cable for my phone and sent him out of this room. So from there, you have to figure it out. Okay. So, but yeah, so if you look at the New York Times reporting about the Abby Grossberg um, a lawsuit. According to her, Fox superiors called Maria Bartiromo a crazy b- bitch who was menopausal and asked Miss Grossberg to cut the host out of coverage discussions. Then she began to work as a senior booking person at a senior booking producer at Tucker Carlson Tonight. On her first full day, she discovered that the show's Manhattan workspace was decorated with large pictures of Nancy Pelosi wearing a plunging swimsuit. <laughs> the next day, Justin Wells uh, called Ms. Grossberg into his office to ask whether Ms. Bartiromo was having a sexual relationship with Kevin McCarthy. Uh, Mr. Carlson's staff joked about Jews and freely deployed a vulgar term for women, according to the complaint. Yeah, Later so that it's, fall, it before is uh, Carlson's private the testaments show, to colleagues that were made public in the communicates where he uses the phrase C-word to refer to Trump lawyer Sidney Powell. He also said that some women politicians were more effable than other politicians. Who is this, Justin Wells or Tucker? That's Justin Wells. Tucker was the C word. Justin Wells is is F. Okay. Uh, Apparently, Mr. Carlson's staff, before they had on Tudor Dixon, had a mock debate about whether they'd prefer to have sex with Miss Dixon or her Democratic opponent, Governor Gretchen Whitmer. Oh, that's a valid debate to have. (laughs) Tudor Dixon was gorgeous. That is sexual harassment, apparently. Uh, Okay. And when she complained about the harassment, she was pulled into a meeting with HR and told she was not performing her duty. It sounds like she was a problem employee, to be honest with you. Of course it me. does. She was. Um, but anyway, that that people are saying that that lawsuit, and her lawyers are saying that that lawsuit is related to why Justin Wells it and Tucker seems are like both it is. out. Uh, especially because it centers so heavily on Justin Wells, I think. But um, yeah, that could be part of the issue. Um. So anyway, I think I think this move is devastating for Fox. This is it for Fox. I don't I think the only reason anybody under 70 turns on Fox is Tucker and to some extent um Greg Gutfeld, but not nearly with the same like loyalty or appointment listening um thing happening. Um you know, a bunch of people are saying like, "Oh, O'Reilly's ratings were bigger than Tucker's." And you know, they got along just fine without O'Reilly. I do not think it's the same thing. I think his ratings might have been bigger on the little Nielsen box thing, but Tucker's cultural influence was huge. It is impossible to overstate how huge Tucker's cultural influence is for conservatives or really like even non-conservatives. You have people like Turtle Boy right now tweeting how that's the only thing he watched, watched on Fox. That made him feel like he wasn't crazy and like there was a voice to somebody who was like him. I mean, Tucker is not a Hannity. He's not 
one of these. I mean, his ability, there's people tweeting. Uh, I, I mean, it's it, he's bigger than Fox News. And where he goes from here, it's going to be interesting to see what happens because um, his influence on policy in this country and on you know the the conversation that conservatives are having cannot be overstated it is not possible to to explain how big it is when he knifed asa hutchinson over the trans kids stuff that was a signal to every republican politician in this country not to get on the wrong side of the you know trans surgeries for minors issue right matt walsh is huge what is a woman is huge not as huge as tucker Right. Um, and, you know, I there's a bunch of people saying, like, will he go to the Daily Wire? Will he go here? Will he go there? Guys, he's not going to start a rumble show. He's not going to be... How do you know? Jerry Callahan thinks he will. I mean, I don't know. You think he's going to be on the Daily Wire shilling Jeremy's razors? I think he could be on the Daily Wire shilling Jeremy's razors. It matters... What I he- think he's bigger than all these things. He is, but I mean, he doesn't want to own it. He's always had. Well, he's actually he did own the Daily Daily Caller, so I think he's bigger than all these things. And I I don't know where he goes from here, but it's hard for me to envision him going to one of these places where he's a bigger influence than their entire organization. Completely. Yeah, you're right about that. Do you know what I mean? Like. I, Tucker's going to sit around and worry about getting demonetized from YouTube or something like I don't. So there are people saying that he's in talks potentially with Elon Musk to do something. I think that's plausible. I mean, that totally makes sense. Something totally new. Musk would be smart. As of 6.55 p.m., NPR says Tucker Carlton ousted at Fox News following network 787 million settlement. In last year, four sentence statements, yada, yada, yada. Fox so a lot of people are trying to tie Friday. it to the Dominion settlement, but Dominion is saying, we didn't do this. This isn't part of what we wanted. Producer suing Carlson for sex discrimination celebrates his departure. Yeah, a lot of people are celebrating. They're also, they're dumb. Anybody who, right. any liberals who are celebrating this are small brains. Did you see the View clip that I sent yeah, us? Yeah, I'll play it in a second. Um, yeah, so the View people are celebrating. Your buddy, one underscore, Ben Collins from yep. MSNBC, he's celebrating. So glad these white nationalist views aren't going to get an airing on such a big platform anymore. Like, Tucker was bigger than Fox News. Fox News is going to fade into obscurity. Tucker is a cultural you're right, you're right phenomenon. But there's a chance he can oh, go to Rumble. If Rumble pays him $500 million... To pull the Spotify Joe Rogan thing, essentially? I don't think that Tucker's in it for the money. Like, he's not Dan Bongino who's going to go do a Rumble live stream. Like, I just, I don't. But for the I, money. I can't envision it. I can't. Howard Stern went to, Howard Stern went to Sirius XM. He abandoned the huge platform, and sure, his listenership went down, but... Yeah, but Tucker, that's not where Tucker wants to be, I don't think. I don't, yeah, his listenership went way down. Howard Stern became culturally irrelevant when he did that. Tucker doesn't want that. Tucker wants to shape the conversation more than he wants to make a bajillion dollars, I think. And I don't think you are shaping the national conversation from Rumble. I just don't. And if I, this, Yeah, but if he gets thing. to shape it from Rumble from his place in Maine, 
then, I mean, if he, he'll get everything he wants. I mean, sure, anybody would give him anything he wants, right? Like, and any of these places would call up right. all their donors and funding to figure out how to pull out all the stops to get him on board if Tucker expressed interest in going there. I don't know if that's where he is. I mean, Tucker is somebody who has had a direct line to, like, the actions of the President of the United States. There's been multiple stories. People have posted how, you know, segments he's done have changed the mind of the President of the United States. Like, Oh, yeah. He he, got the President... He told the President about COVID. Right. He told the President about COVID. He uh, got the President not to start a war with Iran. Like, I mean, there's... There's multiple examples of how he has been the only person who has not been completely gung-ho for the ukraine war i'm a lot i'm very excited to be doing this show today really i can tell you are too no i am too because i think this is like one of the biggest things to happen in a long long time and i I think that it's going to be i don't think that he's going to go to like bill o'reilly the first on tv online and like which what bill o'reilly did of course bill o'reilly's still making his money he's I'm sure he's still making money. He's doing his thing. He's But he has fallen off the face right, of the earth. Exactly. Like Howard Stern. These people, like anybody's gonna pay them to go to some platform doing nothing. But Tucker doesn't want that and he doesn't need the money where he cares well, and, to do that. Right. He wants to shape the national conversation. He does. And like er, and er, he er, has er, been shaping the national conversation. Think, yes. And not for nothing, he also had one of the only shows on any cable news that had a sense of humor. Feld is the other one, but he was actually a Tom Shattuck tweet featured on an early uh, episode. The first episode of Tucker Carlson Tonight. Yep. Fantastic. Like, and I look back at those early days of Tucker Carlson when it was must watch. That's when he was blowing everybody up who had no clue. Who I thought he was the front the the weak guy. Yeah, they googled him and he said they googled him and it said John Stewart beats Tucker Carlson up in Crossfire in 1999. He was the wacky guy with the bow tie (sighs) doing a silly show. This is why Tucker leaving is different than O'Reilly. Because mm-hmm. Tucker has woven himself into different platforms in in different new media. Tucker Carlson has woven himself into the world. He brought forward and exposed, made Jordan Peterson famous. Eric Weinstein, Brett Weinstein, both famous through Tucker Carlson. Mm-hmm. Um, Dave Rubin, you know, through Tucker Carlson. Mm-hmm. Um, made, so hold on. Jordan okay. Peterson through Tucker Carlson. You already said him. I did? Okay. Well, these are guys, these, Dave Portnoy. Well, don't shush me when I'm talking Dave, if you're going to start repeating people. Dave Portnoy right. is... So Tucker's into Barstool. So he's there's been so much cross-pollination because, mm-hmm. of, because of him and his brilliant team. It's got to be more than a brilliant on- team, too, because it, it's Tucker's not on Twitter. He doesn't right. do any of that crap. He doesn't even look at it. He doesn't care. He does his job and goes out and fly fishes. I think, though, it is he does bring on a brilliant team of writers and producers, obviously. However, uh, I mean, he does do there's so much to say about Tucker. I mean, like we could talk about this Mm -hmm. for three hours and we do talk about Tucker all the time, actually, (laughs) like just at home, not on the air. But but Tucker very clearly uh, he does read a lot of online things. And I don't think this is just coming out of his producers and his writers who are looking at this stuff online and who are in these online forums. I think Tucker looks at things online extremely widely. And I said this before, like Tucker has said things and referenced things in passing, either with a wink or sometimes like directly, like when he did the, the sort of male health sperm count 
thing mm-hmm. that he did for Fox Nation that was all about like all the men's health and the bodybuilding and the seed oils mm-hmm. and all this stuff. Like you are running in some like fringy online circles to see some yep. of that stuff. And he brought on a lot of fringy online people, some of whom you just mentioned. Libs of TikTok did one of the Tucker Carlson big interviews, but he's brought on a ton of people and completely made them. He'll bring, and, and really, this is one of the things a lot of people have said about him. Like, he brought me on when I was a nobody. He talked to me like I was somebody mm-hmm. when I was a nobody. Like, he made me feel important and listened to, and like what I was doing was important. And I mean, the way you treat people matters a lot because people remember that. And, you know, you even see like anonymous Twitter posters saying like he featured my tweet and my thread and talked about it and said this was an important conversation to be having. He was floating around absorbing a lot of things online that a lot of people were listening to. Gutfeld has a little bit of that, but this is why Tucker had such a young and online audience. Even people, and this is why I think he's so much more important than O'Reilly, even though O'Reilly had higher cable news ratings, is that his clips were circulating so heavily online and the young right is so aware of Tucker. I mean, you know, to the point, there's debate over whether he's like a controlled op or not, but people are... People know that Tucker is very, very aware of what the young online right is doing. And yes. part of that's his producers and his writers. But part of that, I believe, comes from him, too. Yeah, um, I, I agree. I, I think it also, Tucker, he's looks, very, as far as subjects mm-hmm. that he gets into, like it's as if Tucker listens to terrestrial radio 24-7. Tucker has entire segments, and I hate them, on UFOs. Right. He, he'll talk about anything. He'll bring anybody on. He invites liberals on often humiliates them just by asking simple questions and doing his little Tucker perplexed face, which like, again, this is how, you know, he's so much bigger than O'Reilly. Like O'Reilly's face was never an online meme. And Tucker's face is like a hundred, a hundred memes, you know, like Tucker is a huge cultural symbol, right? It, it, It is like Howard Stern or something. Right. And, and I don't think he wants, what Howard Stern did or what O'Reilly did where you sort of keep doing your thing but you fade away into obscurity. Tucker, Alice, Mm -hmm. recorded a video for the Kirk Minahan show in the Sacco Drive-In. He did? Yeah, he recorded a video (laughs) for them. Talk about a guy who doesn't, like you're saying, a voracious media appetite so he's seeing everything, including Barstool, including the KMS show. Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah, he's out there seeing everything, listening to everything. He's where people are, and he's leading other people, more mainstream people. And this is why the left is so scared of him, is because he mainstreamed a lot of very far-right talking points. The way the left does, like, on all their shows, where they have on total insane radical like Ibram Kendi and they absolutely mainstream like their most radical crazy ideas you know Tucker Carlson takes a lot of what's percolating in the ecosystem of the right like kind of at the bleeding edge and puts stuff out there and asks honest questions and does this stuff in a way that no one else does and I mean I know some people believe he's controlled opposition or whatever but like Plenty of people, and I encourage people to go listen to that heritage speech because it that he gave this weekend. I've I tweeted a clip of it earlier this weekend before any of this happened because uh, it's one in its entirety. It's full of tweetable clips. The entire speech. What was the timestamp I gave? It, it might be about time to start minutes. to reassess the terms we use to 
<laughs> to describe what we're watching. So when I started at Heritage, the presumption was, and this is a very Anglo-American assumption, that the debates we're having are kind of rational debates about the way to get to mutually agreed upon outcomes. Right, so like we all want the country to be more prosperous and free and people to be less oppressed or whatever. And so we're gonna argue about tax rates and I think higher tax gets, gets us there. I'm a Keynesian and you disagree, you're an Austrian or whatever. But the objective is the same. And so we write our papers and they write their papers and may the best papers win. I, I, I don't think that's what we're watching now at all. I don't think we're watching a debate over how to get to the best outcome. I think that's completely wrong. And I've come to this conclusion, not, and I should say at the outset I'm an Episcopalian, so don't take any theological advice from me because I don't have any. I grew up in the shallowest faith tradition that's ever been invented. <laughs> it's not even a Christian religion at this point. Um, I say with shame. I never know what religious humor is. I never get that. <laughs> I know you don't know any of those things. I'm just saying this as an observer of what's going on. There is no way to assess, say, the transgenderist movement with that mindset. Policy papers don't account for it at all. If you have people who are saying, I have an idea, let's castrate the next generation. Let's sexually mutilate children. I'm sorry, that's not a political debate. What? There's nothing to do with politics. What's the outcome we're desiring here? An androgynous population? Is that really what we are? We arguing for that? I don't, I don't think anyone could like, defend that as a positive outcome. But the weight of the government and uh, you know, a lot of corporate interests are behind that. Well, what is that? Well, it's irrational. If you say, well, you know, I think abortion is always bad. Well, I think sometimes it's necessary. That's a debate I'm familiar with. But if you're telling me that abortion is a positive good, what are you saying? Well, you're arguing for child sacrifice, obviously. It's not about like, oh, a teen, you know, a teen girl gets pregnant and what do we do about that? And victims of rape, I, you know, I get it. I, of course I understand that, and I have compassion for everyone involved. But when the Treasury Secretary stands up and says, you know what you can do to help the economy get an abortion? <laughs> well, you're, that's like an Aztec principle, actually. This is really good. There's not I mean, the whole speech is just incredible. Nobody says stuff like this. Who, no. what mainstream right-wing personality or politician says that sacrificing children for the economy is an Aztec principle and that the Treasury is arguing for child sacrifice. It, They're all afraid to say that except him. Yes, and later on in the speech he actually mentions, you know, he talks about this, how this feeling, you, you get overcome with this strength of purpose when you say what's obviously true. <laughs> and it reminds me of comedians talking about, like Louis C.K. learned from George Carlin to at some point dare to say exactly what's on your mind. Mm -hmm. As horrifying as that may seem, say it. And Louis C.K. said his career started, he became a superstar once he adopted that. And that was in his, into his. It's that time of the year. Your vacation is coming up. You can already hear the beach waves, feel the warm breeze, relax, and think about work. You really, really want it all to work out while you're away. Monday.com gives you and the team that peace of mind. When all work is on one platform and everyone's in sync, things just flow. Wherever you are, tap the banner to go to Monday.com. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news... 
All right, I'll do. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. 40. Right. That's in a great part of the speech where he's talking about um, how one of the strongest human drives is the drive to fit in with the herd. Yeah. Yeah. That... And that and that, you know, people are so cowed by that. And he said, I've been so disappointed in the last few years to see how we may get to much that. people try and fit in with the herd. And that was like the strength of the Tucker Carlson thing, whether it was that he was rich enough or had already done enough and didn't care if his show was kept on the air or not or if he lost advertisers or not or what it was but he was always willing to not go with the herd and to not be afraid to undermine sacred cows who else has been saying the ssri stuff about mass shooters and stuff nobody's been saying it and then it becomes a talking point on the right and this is his cultural powers he's driving this conversation i can't think of and i mean i maybe i didn't wasn't into o'reilly at the height because i'm not old or something but Mm -hmm. um i mean like was o'reilly ever like that where it was like he would come up with something and be the first person to ever bring this up or make this point and then all of a sudden everybody on the right wing was all saying it too like i can't think of anybody who was like that no society in history that didn't practice human sacrifice not one i checked even the scandinavians I'm ashamed to say it wasn't just the Mesoamericans, it was everybody. So like, that's what that is. What's the point of child sacrifice? Well, there's no policy goal entwined with that. No, that's a theological phenomenon. So true. Mm-hmm. And that's kind of the point I'm making. None of this makes sense in conventional political terms. This is fantastic. When it's people better. or crowds of people or the largest crowd of people at all, which is the federal government, the largest human organization in human history, decide that the goal is to destroy things. Destruction for its own sake. Hey, let's tear it down. What you're watching is not a political movement. It's evil. So if you want to assess, and I'll put it in non, and I'll stop with this. I'll put it in non, I'll put it in non-political, or non, rather non-specific theological terms, and just say, if you want to know what's evil and what's good. What are the characteristics of those? And by the way, you know, I, I think the Athenians would have agreed with this. This is not necessarily just a Christian notion. This is kind of a, I would say, widely agreed upon understanding of good and evil. What are its products? What do these two conditions produce? Well, I mean, good is characterized by order, calmness, tranquility, peace, whatever you want to call it. Lack of conflict, cleanliness. <laughs> cleanliness is next to godliness. It's true. It is. And evil is characterized by their opposites. Violence, hate, disorder, division, disorganization, and filth. So if you are all in on the things that produce the latter basket of outcomes, what you're really advocating for is evil. That's just true. I'm not calling for a religious war, far from it. I'm merely calling for an acknowledgement of what we're watching, which is not what, and I'm not, certainly not backing the Republican Party. I mean, ugh. I'm not making a partisan point at all. 
I'm, I'm just noting what's super obvious. Like those of us who are in our mid-50s are caught in the past in the way that we think about this. One side's like, no, no, you know, I've got this idea and we've got this idea and let's have a debate about our ideas. They don't want a debate. Those ideas won't produce outcomes that any rational person would want under any circumstances. Those are manifestations of some larger force acting upon us. It's just so obvious. It's completely obvious. And I think two things. One, we should say that and stop engaging in these totally fraudulent debates I, I, where we I don't think are using the terms that we used in 1991 when I started at Heritage as if maybe, you know, I could just win the debate if I marshaled more facts. I've tried that, doesn't work. And two, maybe we should all take just like 10 minutes a day to say a prayer about it. I'm okay, let me go to this other. Yeah, this other incredible clip. stuff, though. Incredible stuff. Yeah, people asking in the chat, it, could he end up at Rumble or at the Blaze? Um, yeah, and I just reiterate, like, I think he's bigger than that. To me, it's like there's also a bunch of people asking. Now, Tom has been on the record saying he thinks Tucker's going to jump into. He said that the speech at Heritage is his presidential campaign kickoff speech. There's also people saying, like, oh, he's going to work for the DeSantis campaign or, oh, he's no going to be Trump's VP. He's not going to be anybody's campaign manager or VP pick. He's too big for that. He's too much his own person for that. He doesn't need that. I do think he could run for president, but he's not the type of person that's going to aim any lower than president of the United States. You know what I mean? I like, totally agree. He's, he's all or nothing. Like, he's, he's too big to, like, work for some campaign. Okay. Let me okay. hear him here. You know, saying things you know they don't believe because they want to keep their jobs. We want to start a little pressure of whatever this is that we're called the home for little wanderers in Boston and became a success in the head talking of about his father here he served in the Marine Corps and sort of lived the America that you imagine is possible for people who are smart and try hard and this all gets that. very good for for people of that age. It's it's too much. Actually, the change is too. By it, I would say two things that are, I think we're thinking about. The first is, is you look around and you see so many people break under the strain, under the downward pressure of whatever this is that we're going through. And you look with disdain and sadness as you see people you know become quislings, you see them revealed as cowards, you see them going along with a new, new thing, which is clearly a poisonous thing, a silly thing. You know, saying things you know they don't believe because they want to keep their jobs. If there's a single person in this room who hasn't seen that through George Floyd and COVID and the Ukraine war, raise your hand. Oh, nobody? Right. You all know what I'm talking about. And you're so disappointed in people. You know, you are. And you realize that the herd instinct is maybe the strongest instinct. I mean, it may be stronger than the hunger and sex instincts, actually. The instinct, which again is inherent to be like everybody else and not to be cast out of the group, not to be shunned, that's a very strong impulse in all of us from birth. And it takes over, unfortunately, in moments like this, and it's harnessed, in fact, by bad people in moments like this, to produce uniformity. And you see people going along with this and you lose respect for them. And that certainly happened to me at scale over the past three years. I'm not mad at people, I'm just sad, I'm disappointed. How could you go along with this? You know it's not true, but you're saying it anyway? Really? You're putting your pronouns in your email? You're ridiculous. <laughs> no, but no one else thinks it's ridiculous. Oh, no, it's your pronouns in the email. What does that even mean? <laughs> what does that even mean? You're saying things you can't define. LBGTQIA+. <laughs> Who's the plus? 
The plus is invited to my show anytime. Find a plus and I'll interview him. What's it like to be a plus? Am I a plus? I'm serious. I feel like I'm an addition. Does that make me a plus? No one even knows what it is. And the whole society, LGBTQIA+. All right. What's the plus? Oh, shut up. Racist. Okay. So... You, you reach that place and you feel, and this is one of the reasons, Father Scalia, I, I was actually overcome a little bit with emotion as you prayed because I realized that I was so upset by the behavior of some people I love, frankly, in a country I revere and always have, um, that I wasn't praying for the country. You know, that's on me, and we all should be. But back to my point. So you see the sadness happening. But there is, as there always is, this is a fact of nature and theology and of observable reality, there is a countervailing force at work always. There's a counterbalance to the badness. It's called goodness. And you see it in people. So for every 10 people who are putting he and him, him in their electronic JP Morgan email signatures, there's one person who's like, no, I'm not doing that. Sorry, I don't want to fight, but like I'm not doing that. It's a betrayal of what I think is true. It's a betrayal of my conscience, of my faith, of my sense of myself, of my dignity as a human being, of my autonomy. I am not a slave. I am a free citizen, and I'm not doing that. And there's nothing you can do to me to make me do it. And I hope it won't come to that. But if it does come to that, here I am. Here I am. It's Paul on trial. Here I am. And you see that in people, and it's a completely unexpected assortment of people. I'm really interested in cause and effect, and as I noted at the outset of my remarks and my ability to predict the future, <laughs> working on that. But because I'm sort of paid to predict things, I try and think a lot about, you know, what connects certain outcomes that I should have seen before they... So anyway, we won't play the whole damn speech, but that was the... Be- but you should go listen to the whole thing, yeah. for sure, because it's all great. He's so brilliant, and I think... I mean, I wonder, do you think he knew at that point in time that this was going to happen? I'd be surprised if it was a total surprise. And I maybe mean, actually, especially maybe- because they're saying it was like mutual. So you have to wonder if they like asked him to retract and apologize for the Ray Up stuff or something. Well, it could be the Ray Up stuff. Uh- I mean, because before all this happened, we were talking about how we should talk about the Ray Up stuff today and all that stuff and like how it's such a weird thing. Yes. The whole thing. Um, and if that's what forced out Tucker Carlson, truly, then that makes it even more of a weird thing, honestly, that well, it's in- out there. And you know the you know what Tucker was? He was a counterattack to gaslighting from the left right. media. Like Turtle Boy was saying on Twitter today, like he was the one person I could turn on and make me feel like I wasn't crazy. That I wasn't the only one. And that was true. Like, even from the beginning when you and I watched his show and it was, like, the best thing on television because he had these people on who didn't understand what they were getting into yet. Like, the New York Times lady or Lauren Duca or uh, Kurt Eichenwald. (laughs) Steve Robinson tweeted that with him with his binder of Tucker Carlson lies and untruths or whatever it was. That was just the best TV ever. It was so, so incredible to watch him do this stuff. And I mean, like, people got wise. And in general, like, the only people he really got 
nowadays have been like unsuspecting Republicans who thought for some reason they were getting a friendly interview and they weren't. But like he said, he he's really always been willing to have anybody on and listen to them and give them a fair hearing and make a fool of them if they deserve it. But but no, I'm not. I mean, like, I think he killed Asa Hutchinson's career, frankly. Oh, oh, hell yeah. Is Hutchinson still does that still stand that he's running for president? And I mean, he's he, and he gave it, it to um, who he gave it to ABC, uh, Jonathan Carl. That shows you where you are. If that's who you hand off to, Jonathan Carl, mm-hmm. that is not a good. That is not good. Oh, right. So, I mean, I don't know. Um, you know what's going to happen with any of this? Obviously, a lot of people have said that like Tucker didn't know either. What? Um, you know, what was coming down the line. But I guess we'll just have to see, like, where where this leads. But, but yeah, I, I don't know. I don't know. He could also just totally not do the public thing anymore. Because, like you said, he's else. been... What? What's happening? This is, my, this, is my, this is my cut to tell you what's happening here. With, what's happening Your power is a weak old man. You can't win, Darth. If you strike me down, I shall become more powerful than you can possibly imagine. That's with Tucker Carlson. They have made this guy more powerful than they could possibly imagine. Right. He is he's he's an institution that is bigger than the institution that just fired him. Mm-hmm. The the fact that the cackling small brains from the view are cackling. These people have no idea that their lives are, their psych medication that they take right now is going to be increased exponentially because Tucker is now free than they had, than they could ever have imagined. Oh, yeah. They all think, like Ben Collins tweeted today, too. This was like funny to me. Recently, Tucker's A block was often more extreme than the front page of InfoWars, and I'm not exaggerating. The path forward is awfully grim, but at least his great replacement lies won't be aired in America's waiting rooms or included in basic cable packages anymore. Another small brains, millennial, zillennial, whatever. I know. Kid who cried on air. Here's your buddies from The View. Word has just come down that Fox News Media and Tucker Carlson have agreed to part ways. Idiot. Well, thank you for his service to the network and host of a prior contributor. Wave. <gasps> Doesn't do the wave. <laughs> come on, folks. Na, 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 na. Na, na, na. For the Whatever, I got enough. I can't hear to the, so many small brains thinking that they're smart. It's funny, they're all Don Lemon. All of them are so convinced. Guess what, I'm going to do the na-na-na-na's hey-hey-goodbye thing. It's like, I can't imagine something more inane, dumb, stupid, and he's coming back. What, what song, what's the song for when he comes back? And also, if he, if he applied, That's tomorrow, why if he so applied tomorrow to be on The View, they would say, okay, we'll fire them all. <laughs> I know, but that's why it would be so great if he actually did run for president because there the freakout would make the freakout over Trump look like nothing. What does the left do if it's him, death sentence, and Trump? <laughs> I mean, I, just... I think they push for Trump because he's like the least bad. But I mean, yeah, Tucker would be the greatest because he's like not afraid of anybody. 
Oh my goodness, Dallas. What? We've gone so long. Have we? Yeah, we have. It's just been so fun. Okay, let's see if there's any more. You vamp for a second. Start talking. Say more smart stuff. What are we gonna? What do you mean, vamp? Uh, the, what we didn't get to is Susan Rice is also fired. So She's, apparently, that's what Greg Gutfeld started to say today. Is that what if it's uh, Tucker Carlson, Susan Rice in 2028 huh. <laughs> for the presidency? So, which is not impossible, I think. But um, yeah, I don't. I don't know. Um, I don't know what that means. Some people have been floating that they think Bi- she's out at the White House because Biden's going to make her his VP. But I think she's too toxic. I think with Susan his. Rice? Yeah. I think with his foreign policy. She, he doesn't, you don't fire somebody to make them your VP. Well, you never know. Did you see, by the way? So they're reporting on who he's hiring for the campaign. So he's going to officially announce his campaign tomorrow is the story. Right. And there's a big um, story. I think was it Politico that I had up where they were talking about this. Um, Like all the people that are going to be in the campaign. No, sorry. It was Bloomberg. Um, Guess who is back? Who was fired right at the beginning of the biden administration for being a total dick to women and screaming at a female reporter for for reporting on the fact that he a member of the biden communications team was dating a reporter reporting on the biden administration and he called up the female reporter who wrote the story and shrieked at her on the phone and called her names yep uh tj ducklow coming back (laughs) he was gonna be working for the biden campaign so i guess the biden zero tolerance policy for inappropriate behavior towards women that is great under which they fired tj ducklow is uh there's a clause for uh bringing back people that you want on your team nothing from tucker as yet yeah no but he's not a big twitter i wouldn't be surprised if he doesn't even really do much with that account I don't know what he's going to be doing. I, I don't know what he's going to be doing. He's going to rumble. I'm going with Jerry on this. Or running for president. Does he start a Substack? <laughs> I mean, no. he, he was a writer first, right? Uh, Yeah, kind of. All right. So we're not going to... There's no more information right now. That is that is it. That's all I'm seeing anyway. Wow. What's going to happen tonight at 8 o'clock on Fox News? The well, but did can- you see? I sent us um, Vivek Ramaswamy is still going to be on. He tweeted, I'm going to be on Fox News shortly after 8. Hey, Vivek, <laughs> let me just say this. Vivek, you know what to do. I think he might. He he also posted a video tribute to Tucker. But I'm still going to, out of solidarity, not turn on Fox News at 8 let's, o'clock. Let's make bets. Does he blow up the segment with Tucker stuff? I think he's going to try and mention it. Do you think so? Be Goddamn better what do it or After else Tucker he should had fire him when nobody else had him. He better do that. You blow up this segment. You be a hero along with Tucker. Be the second martyr of the day. Do that absolutely. He needs name recognition. Absolutely. Uh, the, the, the other networks networks will cover they cover that. Of course they will. Chaos at Fox News. His guest blows up a candidate. Mm-hmm. Do it, Vivek. Rock and roll. Blow the ship. Pull the cord, Vivek. Um, all right, should we do the, what's the chat chat? Where's the hot sauce, Allison? That is the Chelsea Fire Wicked hot sauce. You can see it behind me in uh, the shot on the video if you are watching that. Uh, Chelsea Fire Wicked hot sauce is a delicious hot sauce that, where you don't have to sacrifice heat for flavor. It has both. They also came out with two new flavors, um, including bourbon and um, 
and pineapple flavor. So you can have your choice of those. You can find it at uh, ChelseaFireHotSauce.com, at Market Basket, at Big Y. And of course, 5% of the proceeds of your purchase, like always, are going to go towards the Fallen Firefighters Foundation. So you're doing good while you eat a delicious hot sauce as well. For someone that won't just give Tom the uh, the visual, even if it never actually happened, of you possibly enjoying making out with another woman, you won't even let him have that. Yeah, mm-hmm. no kidding. And then you act like you don't know the reason why females get injured more in car accidents than anybody else. Obviously, that's mm-hmm. because you guys can't drive a lick. And Correct. you're on your phone and you're doing your I makeup. I believe women get in Correct. more accidents, but apparently First, they also get injured more in accidents when they are in accidents, too. And you've you dabbled at Tufts with other ladies. No. Alice? No. Anybody who was at Tufts in 2006, please. Uh, no. Mm-hmm. Someone that was doing that to Tom? You got a lot of nerve, Albie. <laughs> Getting on his case about asking you if you would like to discuss another subject. He was just trying to be nice. Well said, Replica Shadow. Well <laughs> said, Alice. Well said. 2006. Okay. Tufts. Elephant yearbook. Just saying. The Facebook was new, and somebody liked the Alice's face because during Naked Quad Run, she made out with that. Beth. I did not spend skin easy. I did not spend any time on the campus on weekends because I was working. Naked like, Quad Run. No. Hey, Tom, Steve from Gloucester. Can hey, you Steve. please make sure to not call AOC fat at any time? We've already lost Paige Sparanak and we can't <laughs> afford to lose AOC. Thank you. <laughs> you know, you know, it's funny. Something's up, Steve. So Paige obviously lashed out at me and uh, somehow found through the tens of thousands of tweets she has that I – she alleges that I had called her fat. Since then, she has gone on to do what, Alice? Uh, like a bunch of tweets that mention you. Correct. Something's mm-hmm. up. Yeah. Yeah. You're very important to her, I think. I think, Alice, you are right to feel threatened. <laughs> Tom, Steve from Gloucester. I'm glad. Hold on, Steve. I'm going to get right back to you. Hey, Tom, you remember who this is? This is Betty Sue Chapman. You took me to prom. You don't remember me? Six foot ten. I'm not going to reveal my my weight. Lady never really. So I have a full defense of this in the same way nobody in Winchester High School can ever suggest that they secretly ever carried my child. Uh, not only did I not <laughs> successfully hook up with anybody from in during Winchester High School, I did not attend the prom. Tom, Steve from Gloucester, I'm glad Steve. that you went to the 99 in Danvers because yes. it definitely beats the food court next door at the Liberty Tree Mall. They're Ooh. down to a pizza place and a sushi place. Yeah, Alice and I were there a little bit ago. Uh, maybe it was a year ago. So it was it was terrible it's so depressing to see how empty these places are malls are scary now very sad we gotta find the name of that great mall movie we we watched where the like janitor was showing people the empty mall that that was on amazon prime it was um uh it's image on this this guy we'll get that we'll get it yeah and he was just like showing people around the the the, like the six out of 50 stores are at the mall and the places Mm -hmm. oh so depressing 
what has happened to food courts in malls these days? You being a guy from the 80s, I'm sure probably went to many malls with many amazing food courts. And to see food courts go down the way that they have in malls, particularly Liberty Tree, has to be sad for a fellow foodie like yourself, Tom. You're right about that. I'll just tell you that the Meadow Glen Mall, which was the more de class A mall to go to if you were from Winchester, but we we would go there. My mother would go there. I used to th- listen to this fat little spoiled kid <laughs> story. I used to not only make my mother go to the Meadow Glen Mall when I was a kid to get me the nachos because they had nachos and nachos didn't exist anywhere else, but I would be I would be a bitch about it if they were soggy and let her know. These are too soggy. Mm-hmm, that fat like little you. kid, uh, you know, of divorce. Typical. Excited to find this new podcast. Search Twitter, all you can eat. Mm-hmm. Hmm. Very good five-star rating on Apple Review. Hash- Whoa, wait a second. Don't step on this, Alice. This is important. Hmm. I love big breasts, hashtag BBW, hashtag SSBBW, hashtag big titties. Oh, what is a BBW, Alice? Um, I'm not going to say it. Well, I don't know what it is. What it's is a it? porn category. Put it yes, I way. know that. What is it? <sighs> no, I'm not going to say it. What you is Google the first it. word? What is the first word? I assume the first word is big. Mm-hmm. Is the last word woman? Will you tell me what it is? No. Why? What's SSBBW? I don't know what SS is, but that's okay. Why can't you educate me? Can't you cleanse it for us and let us know? No. Why? If it's a category, it's not It's not dirty. No. You go find the porn categories. I'm not discussing it. Let me look it up. People want to hear you say it, though. No, I'm not going to say it. Okay. Fine. Fine. I'll move along. I do not know, own any copyrights to any pictures, male, by curious, African-American. Yeah, that's Tom. Follow. (laughs) (laughs) Hi, Steve from Aramek. Hi, Steve. Steve. This news about Tucker Carlson has me thinking that uh, Fox News is now the (laughs) WEEI of broadcast television. (laughs) They've gotten rid of every person worth giving a damn about. I, I, I distanced myself from this remark as EEI is a good Odyssey station, my sister station, and I completely and totally uh, support all of their personnel changes. This news is now the WEEI of broadcast television. They've gotten rid of every person worth giving a damn about. <laughs> and uh, it's really... Uh, very off-putting. I, I mean, I've never been a fan of Hannity mm-hmm. ever. I just, I always felt like they gave, you know, some high school gym teacher a, a show <laughs> and just asked him to read a script. Anyway, thank you. Uh, yeah, I may not even watch Brett Bear anymore. And that's uh, my favorite news show. But yeah, F him. I hear you. I hear you, man. I mean, I like Brett Bear. Obviously, I've done a shot with Brett Bear. He is a pal of mine. But, uh, yeah, I, I don't see the reason to be – there's nothing. I mean, I'll listen to the five podcasts, which I listen to every morning, because it's um, – because I do a show, and I want to see if I've missed everything and anything. And so I'll listen. And between 
all of their shows. The Five is sometimes good. Greg Gutfeld is sometimes good. But like, I mean, I don't go out of my way to listen to or watch any of that. Tucker's the only thing from Fox that I like would ever record and intentionally like go look for it to see like what Tucker said today because I need to know, you know. And I think that's fairly typical. Like, I don't think, like I said, I don't think there's anything on Fox anymore without Tucker for anybody under 70. Here's moments ago. You she think might that run. Susan Rice is going to take on Kamala Harris for the nomination? I think I think there is a chance. I'll watch yeah. it. And then so in 2024 it'll be it'll be uh, Susan Rice versus Tucker Carlson. Okay, up next, Bill Maher. <laughs> Moving right along. Whipping into liberals for failing to call out the Moving right along. Oh, yeah, so you could tell Jeannie Pirro would be a uh, company company lady. I love her her portrayal in that show. Oh, yeah, the uh, bombshell movie. Yeah, wasn't that a good movie? Yeah, it was great. It's just fun to see, like, real people portrayed by actors, I think, is, like, what's great about it. But, yeah, that was a fun movie to watch, even though, obviously, they hate Fox News and everything about it. But it's, um, yeah, I mean, I mean changing times. Like, I, I think Tucker Carlson saved Fox News in a big way. Um, of course. And I think they are screwed without him. Totally agreed. Sorry. Totally agreed. Thank you so much for listening, everybody. Um, if you want to join us um, on Patreon, you can do that at patreon.com slash burnbarrel. You can always, of course, find the show for free at burnbarrelpodcast.com. Check out my new podcast. Subscribe and follow the All You Can Eat podcast with Alice Shattuck and Tom Shattuck. Yeah, about life, food, fun. Five star rated on Apple Podcasts, by nice. the way. Nice. Nice job. Thanks, everybody. C'est la vie. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50 luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns.